You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 194, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley with you. Episode 194. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but it's definitely one of my woo-woo topics. I'm a woo-woo person. So, you know, I sage, I have Tibetan bells, I've got a crystal on my desk, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So, I am very much a woo-woo person in both life and business. And so sometimes on She Runs the Show, you will have woo-woo topics with me. And this is definitely a woo-woo topic, just as a disclaimer. So episode 194, I want to talk in today's episode about something that I don't know a lot of people talk about. You know, this is life and business, but it's something to really pay attention to. So part of my background is is in therapy. I did most of a master's in marriage and family therapy. And one of the first things we learned in that master's program is looking at your family of origin. In other words, looking at, and not, when, they, when we say family of origin, looking at both sides, your mom's side and your dad's side of the family, and actually putting on paper visually, not a graph, but a table of you know, who is your mom's mom and her mom's mom and just going down the lineage of both sides of your family and really looking for clues as to what patterns exist within your family of origin. What are some of the recurring themes, the issues, the conflicts, uh, the divorces, the marriages, the number of kids, the struggles? What are some of those themes on both sides of your, of your lineage and really looking at where are things repeating in your life based on those experiences, even experiences that your great, great grandparents had that you weren't alive for, but still those remnants of those patterns have trickled down the family line. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about really looking at a question. Are you breaking generational curses? Now, you may not believe in generational curses. You may not believe, you know, both of my parents are from Haiti. And so there is certainly superstition uh, in my in my background and, and this idea of, you know, looking, obviously, Haiti is a place where there are things like voodoo and all this other kind of s- stuff. Um, and so I, I do look at things like generational patterns and generational curses because, A, I fully believe that we we repeat the patterns that we do not understand and that we do not choose to heal. And there's no healing of a pattern if you're not actually cognizant of it. So the thing I want you to think about today is I want you to look at generational patterns a little bit differently and ask yourself if you're breaking them. You know, a quote that I found on Pinterest that I love says, it's up to us to break generational curses. When they say it runs in the family, you tell them, well, this is where it runs out. So I want you to think about generational curses, not like some supernatural, you know, thing that some, you know, person did a spell and they put it on your great, great grandmother. And then I'm not talking about that when I say generational curses, I'm talking about all of the ways in which we repeat the patterns of our parents and grandparents and great grandparents, because we are taking on the limiting belief that this is just how it goes in our family. It runs in the family, right? And sometimes these generational patterns, we don't call them curses because they're good. Sometimes you meet people who say, (coughs) excuse me, 
I'm a doctor. My dad was a doctor. My dad's mom was a doctor. You know, I'm a judge. My mom was a judge. Her mom was a judge. Her mom's mom was a judge. Sometimes these generational patterns are not necessarily bad, right? They're just things that we were raised with and we just assumed that was going to happen. Like this is just the, it runs in our family. This is, this is what it goes. This is the way it goes. But oftentimes we have things in our family <clears throat> that are not good that we allow to become patterns in our own lives because we use the excuse of it runs in the family. For example, we use the thing, you know, uh, my dad was an alcoholic. My dad's dad was an alcoholic. My dad's dad was an alcoholic. I'm prone to alcoholism. And so then you become an alcoholic and you say, well, this just runs in my family. No, this is a choice that you're making. So we can say that. And yes, there may be some genetic marker that biology is saying, you know, you got to be more careful because you're predisposed, but predisposed doesn't mean it has to happen. A predisposition is simply that it's a predisposition. So we have to really be vigilant about looking at where are the things that we, we think is very innocent to say, it just runs in my family, you know, depression runs in my family or, um, bipolar runs in my family or, um, you know, starving artists run in my family. There are lots of these limiting beliefs that we hold that we don't even know that we're actually holding and then using to create the same pattern in our own lives. And they're, they're in order for you to break that generational curse or that generational pattern, you number one have to be super aware of what they are, which is why drawing out your family of origin and really going back as far as you possibly can. I think that's why things like ancestry.com and other places are becoming super popular because people want to know where they came from. But even more than that, people want to know what, what has been passed down to me. And there are certain cultures that fully believe in this, right? There are certain cultures like, like Native Americans that believe in the, the, the power of ancestors and the power of ancestors, even now, even when they're gone, especially when they're gone, to still play a role in the lives of their progeny. You don't have to go that deep, but what you do need to do, especially if you know there are certain roadblocks in your life that you you can't seem to get past, right? There are money blocks or there are business blocks or there are education blocks or career blocks or your relationships tend to go the same way. You really want to draw out your family of origin and you really want to say, what has been passed down to me that I don't know has been passed down to me? That because I'm not conscious of it, I'm... I'm just going with the flow of how it's always been in my family and I'm creating a result in my life that I actually don't want. That's a really powerful thing when you can open your eyes to what it, what has consistently happened on both sides of my family that I just, I really, I don't want that pattern to continue. And the problem that we have so often is that those, those generational curses or those negative generational patterns. So often what our parents and grandparents do is they want to protect us from those things. So they don't actually tell us those things. They don't tell us, you know, um, the, the, the different stories of what transpired when to who. And so if we don't have that information, we don't actually know that it's a pattern. So when it happens, to us, we assume we're the first ones to experience it and has something to do with something we did or said or didn't do, but we're not even aware that we've been passing down those patterns because people kind of hit it so that nobody would know, so that nobody would be hurt. But you can be hurt by things you don't know about. 
That's the reality. You can be hurt. You know how they say ignorance is bliss? Not necessarily. You can be hurt by things you don't know about. So it's really important whether you have those, um, those, the history and you know the history of your family, or you need to go to your parents and say, what is the history of my family? Or you need to go someplace like ancestry.com and go, where do I come from? And what, you know, what has transpired over time? You need to know, um, what your lineage is and, and what, um, because think about it this way. This is where I'm going to go super woo on you. So if you're not woo, you're going to be like, oh, this is like so out there. Yes, it is. It's woo. -woo. If you believe in the law of conservation of energy, then you also believe that energy is neither created nor destroyed. We're energy as human beings. We're all energy. That's all we are. If you look at us under a microscope, our skin, everything, we're all energy. We are particles. That's basic science, basic physical science. So when you think about it, and if you're, if you're spiritual or you're religious, you also believe on top of that, not only that we're all energy and we're all made up of molecules of energy, but if you're spiritual or religious, you also believe that when our body dies, our soul is eternal. And so the energy of the essence of who we are, even though the body is no longer there, the soul is ever present. And this, whether you believe the soul goes to heaven or you believe the soul goes into another lifetime, whatever it is, the law of conservation of energy still holds. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It is converted from one thing to the other. And so if, if you have even an inkling of belief that that is true, the law of conservation of energy combined with the soul being eternal, combined with the soul still existing even after the body is dead, all of that kind of stuff, then you also understand from those two beliefs alone that the energy from your great, 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 great grandparents is still very alive and well. The energy of what transpired, what happened, who did what to whom, how things were, all of that energy didn't die with them. It is still very much present. And so... Even when you think about it, I was reading something, um, I was watching a video the other day that talked about the fact that uh, babies get the microbiomes of their mothers, right? So if you think about it, your gut health is a result of the gut health your mother had while you were in her womb, which is the result of, for the most part, the gut health that she had while in her mother's womb. We could keep going on with this, but you get what I'm saying. Like... We not only pass down our microbiome from one generation to another, we even pass down our, for, for girls, we pass down the eggs, right? Because a, a fetus, a, fe a female fetus has all of the eggs she's ever going to have in utero, which means she is impacted by the eggs her mother has in utero because she was one of them, which means her mother in utero is impacted by her mother's eggs. I could go on and on with this, but the bottom line is true. The energy of our ancestors moves through us. So we can't sit up and say, I'm not going to look at, you know, like what my parents went through and my grandparents went through and my great, I'm not gonna look at anything that they went through because they're long gone and their energy is dead with them in the ground and none of that impacts me. No, the same way we say, listen, I'm a doctor because my dad was a doctor and his dad was a doctor. Same way we say, I'm a lawyer because my mom's a lawyer and her mom's a lawyer. Things run in the family. And 
when they're good patterns, we love to say that. We love to take full credit for the great patterns. You know, my parents were married for 50 years. Their parents were married for 50 years. I'm coming up on my 50th year anniversary. We like to take credit for the good patterns, but we don't actually like to look at and dive into the negative patterns. And in fact, the negative patterns of the generational curses are the things that can impact us the most if we are not aware of them, if we're not consciously deciding to change them. And it's not just about health. Uh, it's everything. It's relationships and money and um, limitations that we put on ourselves. There's so many ways that generational curses play out. And there's also so many ways that if you don't understand the, the, the curse that's happening, then you don't have an ability to change it. I'll give you a prime example in my own life. You know, my dad was really big at one point a few years ago into Ancestry.com and discovering about his ancestors. And it's funny because growing up, I knew that my both of my parents were born and raised in Haiti. My father is biracial. His father was 100% German. And I remember being a little kid and saying to my dad, how does a 100% German kid end up in Haiti? Like, how does that happen? And I would get sort of like side answers, you know, I'd get, well... You know, they just, they, they needed refuge from World War II. And so they moved from Germany to Haiti. I get all kinds of, but never really. And then on top of that, you know, I learned at a young age that my grandfather, so my maiden name is Williams. My grandfather's name was Otto Williams. I, then I get this whole thing of, but the real last name wasn't Williams. The real last name was actually Keitel. And they, when they get, went to Haiti from Germany, they changed the last name from Keitel to Williams. And as a kid, I used to say, why would they change their last name? Like, I'm a Williams, but really I'm a Keitel. Why would they change their last name? I never got any answers. So a few years ago, my father decided to do this whole Ancestry.com thing. And he learned that one of his, I think it was his father's father's brothers, again, last name Keitel, they were... um that person, so my my grandfather's uh, father's brother, something like that, right? He was a, a right-hand man to Hitler. He was a right-hand man to Hitler. And he was a, you know, he did evil things, obviously. It was the Holocaust, evil things. And after World War II, or at some point, he was uh, hung and his body was you know, dragged through the streets, basically dragged through the streets. So there is this historical thing in my family of this individual who did evil things during World War II. And that now I understand why they felt the need to not only move out of Germany to Haiti, but to change their last name, right? Because if your brother did evil things and you guys shared the same last name and you have a wife and you have this young son who has the last name Keitel and they hung your brother for doing the evil things he did and drug his body through the streets, then you want to protect your wife and your child. You're going to move out of Germany and you're going to change your last name. So now later in, in life, I get why all of that happened. But as a kid, I was like, why would they do that? What would a German be doing in Haiti? Why would they change their last name from Keitel? I never understood that. But here's why that's even important to understand in this day and age. Understanding the patterns of um, wrongdoing, the patterns of, like, you can't tell me that you, you can't tell me that the energy of a person who murdered, murdered people during World War II, 
doesn't translate through the generations. You can't tell me that that heavy, that dark energy doesn't come through. Now, that doesn't mean that you then become that kind of a person, but the awareness and the knowledge of knowing that that is in your family, just like knowing that alcoholism runs in your family, just like knowing that, you know, um, lupus or, or diabetes or, 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 or bipolar, any of those things runs in your family. The awareness of it makes you super vigilant about what you need to do to show up in the world, not based on some pattern or predisposition, but really based on who you are choosing to be. It also helps you to really vigilantly choose to turn the table of that history around and to actually be a light in the world when you know that there are patterns in your generations that really did not reflect that. You know, it, it it is a game changer when you can finally look at your generations and go, oh, that's why. You know, a lot of people who are, who grew up during the Great Depression, they hoard food, they save every dollar they have. It is a reflection of what they grew up in. It's a reflection of what they were living during the Great Depression. And so you might be the grandchild of somebody like that, but you need to look at based on your understanding of how they operated because of their experience of the Great Depression. How do you hoard food? How do you penny pinch or not? You might be the exact opposite. You spend too much money. You, you, you live in a way where like you spend more than you make. But unless you know their history, you can't actually sit and reflect and say to yourself, where am I either repeating patterns or doing the opposite of what's been happening? Where am I responding to the generational patterns in my life? And I don't even know that I'm responding to them. See, if you can't make it uh, conscious, then you can't make a conscious decision about it. And And you might be thinking, well, how does all of this relate to business? Because... A lot of us are pursuing businesses when we had parents and grandparents and great grandparents who pursued businesses and didn't do well, or they did really well and it cost them their family, or they did super, super well and they ended up being these greedy, unhappy, like, you know, curmudgeon kind of people by the time they hit the end of their life. And we don't realize that we are sabotaging ourselves in our current business because we saw how they operated. And so our buffer to that is to unconsciously sabotage our own business because we don't want to turn out like them. Unless you're aware of generational patterns and curses, you won't actually have enough awareness to know that that's what you're doing. So this applies to life and it applies to business. And so going back to that original quote, it's up to us to break generational curses. When they say it runs in the family, you tell them, well, this is where it runs out. This is where it runs out. It, the buck stops here. The buck stops here. And you get to decide where the buck stops. So at the end of the day, bottom line is this. Look at your family history. Go as far back as you can go. Look for patterns. Look for limiting beliefs. Look for experiences that could have been very traumatic. And again, there's science that says that trauma is, is psychosomatically carried in our cells. Do your research. Do your homework. Connect the neurobiology with the psychology with your family history so you have a deeper understanding of why you are the way you are, but also the choices that you need to make that will ensure that you're not repeating generational patterns, but you are consciously choosing how you want to pass on your legacy to your children's children's children. Awareness is the key. Consciousness is the key, but you can't be conscious of the things you don't know. And you will not know what generational patterns or curses exist in your family if you don't actually do your homework. 
So this is a different kind of episode, but I think it's an equally important episode because so often we get caught up in business and we're doing our daily massive action and we're like doing everything in business and we think, okay, that's enough. But if you don't do deeper work as you're building this business, there will be things that happen and occur that you don't realize are, are, that you don't realize are happening or occurring because you aren't doing the deep work necessary to uncover and discover the things that you need to be even more powerful in your life and business. Again, it's up to us to break generational curses. When they say it runs in the family, you tell them, well, this is where it runs out. You've got to have information to be able to say that and do that. All right, everybody, I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. 